0: Welcome to the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast, where we try to give a refreshingly candid take on the long-term fantasy value of football players throughout their college and NFL careers. For all you Devy League, Campus to Canton, Dynasty fantasy football managers, we're just two friends who spend all of our time talking fantasy anyways. We figured, why not grab a few mics and capture our conversations? It's your boys Josh and Jell talking fantasy football and current events in our lives. It's time for the Dead Arm Dynasty podcast. Welcome all you witches, vampires, and goblins to the Halloween episode of the Dead (laughs) Arm Dynasty podcast. Got your boys uh, Josh and Jell here to bring you through some scary
1: times. How you doing today, Jell? Wow. (laughs) Oh, doing all right. Doing all right. Had a, uh, woke up this morning on accident. There was a uh, pretty big thunderstorm that rolled through Dallas. So woke up this morning at 345, still rolling strong. So just, just powering through. Yeah. How much uh, coffee did you go through today? (laughs) Oh, I had a couple cups, so not, I'm not, I'm not a huge coffee drinker, but I had myself a couple of cups, which is twice as many as normal. (laughs) Nice. Well, you got to (laughs) desperate times call for desperate measures.
0: Exactly. That's uh, that's for sure. On today's episode, we're going to run you through some injuries, go through the matchups as usual with the twist like we normally do a different one this week coming in actually from one of our listeners. So excited to get to that. We'll touch on some streamers for next week and also got to go with streamer. Our, I hardly know her. Oh, oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll uh, touch on our drew locks of the week recap last week's and preview this week's gel. Uh, what, uh, what you got cooking up in your cauldron today? What you, what'd you cook up? <laughs>
1: I did actually a little bit of, a uh, little bit of actual cooking here. Cut up a watermelon, juiced a lime, threw in a little bit of Tito's, threw all that into a Nutribullet, got myself a nice, tasty, refreshing, uh, little Halloween punch here. Ooh. Just, uh, just some pureed watermelon lime and, uh, fresh lime juice and Tito's. Can't, it's, it's first time I made it. And it's really damn good. I think my only thing that I'll do next time is I'll actually throw in the ice mm. and crush that up, too, so that it's more like a kind of like a slushy. But it Ooh. tastes pretty good just, uh, I guess, on the rocks for this one. sounds amazing. May may have to, uh, depending on how quickly this goes down, may have to um, take a quick break for the, uh, for the ad to play and go make myself cell there. We'll see. <laughs> I like it. Look, you let me
0: know if we need to hit that ad button. <laughs> I, I'm rolling back. I dug through the fridge and found one of my uh, pumpkin disorderlies. So sticking with the Halloween theme with my Stay beer with today, the, the last uh, pumpkin beer. And probably I'd have to go with. there's a good chance this might be my uh, last pumpkin beer of the year with uh, November quickly approaching. So,
1: yeah, we're uh, I mean... I don't think those pumpkin beers are going to be really flying off the shelves for too much longer. <laughs> no,
0: I can't imagine. So, All right, so you can find us at Dead Arm Sports, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. I can be found at JPECDAS. That's at J-P-E-C-D-A-S. Gel can be found at DASGel. That's at D-A-S-J-E-L. Send us a question, comment, concern, anything you want our way, and we're more than happy to answer those. So uh, let's uh, get into the news here. Did have a breaking trade as we started recording today, Jell. I don't know if you saw this it. One a is tr-
1: a, this is a true blockbuster. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's the trade we all have been waiting for out of Houston. I mean, it's been hyped up all week. Mark
1: Ingram is going back to the Saints. <laughs> Thoughts? Mark-, Mark Ingram to the Saints. I. <laughs> I don't know how much else to say other than I guess uh, the Saints are probably thinking they may be in contention. They're 4-2. They have not looked very good. That game, uh, that Monday night game against Seattle was basically unwatchable uh, with with Geno Smith throwing one good pass to Metcalf. Otherwise, nothing was really going in there and, and Jameis didn't look too good. But they're 4-2, so they're fighting for a wild card spot right now. I guess just looking for some additional running back depth.
0: Yeah, oh, I I think so too. They, besides Alvin Kamara, there's not much else there. That's so. right, exactly.
1: <laughs> it's it's kind of a shit storm. Yes.
0: Speaking of Houston. We had a report come out yesterday, I believe, from the Houston Chronicle saying that Deshaun to Miami, all of the framework is done. They're just trying to figure out now what his legal situation is, which, good luck, that's kind of what that's we're all what trying to figure trying out. been trying to figure so. out
1: this entire time. Yeah. I, feel like if, I feel like if we knew earlier, this deal would have been done earlier, but, you know, nothing has come out. Roger Goodell came out also and said that they – don't they can't put him on the right now? They don't feel they can put him on the commissioner exempt list because they don't have they they don't want to interfere with interfere with the actual criminal and civil investigation. So who knows, really? I <laughs> I mean, if if this Deshaun trade does go down, is he going to be able to play this week or or the following week? Maybe. But, uh, I don't know, Goodell's kind of being a puss bag, I think, right now. Yeah, but, I
0: mean, to be fair to him, though, too, I mean, you can't really put somebody on an exempt list when they're you're not really sure what's <laughs> going on with it, either. I mean, that is all I mean, He, has had, he so... has
1: had criminal charges filed against him True. at the same time. There's a couple women that have actually filed the criminal side, so, I don't know, he probably uh we've we've we have been begging for him to stop interfering with this and make trying to like make his own suspensions especially after the ray rice deal however long ago that (laughs) was and how disastrous that was but now i feel like it's like man i I don't know you kind of got to put your foot down at some point no i i don't know we'll see that's 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 my personal feelings i don't know yeah and
0: by the time you and i record again for our uh, weekly recap episode for week eight next week we should have more light on the situation with tuesday's trade deadline approaching yeah so, right exactly all right jimmy g will be starting this week over trey lance so that's a juicy matchup against the bears who will be without khalil Mack. so that should be a shit show of a game we'll get into that a little bit Boy. later on <laughs> jerry judy he's back for week eight so he can uh judge judy judge judy he's back baby <laughs> Giants are very injury prone right now. We got uh, Saquon, Sterling Shepard, Kadarius Tony, Tony Baloney, Kenny Galladay, all questionable for a Monday night matchup, which you love to hear as a fantasy owner that players are questionable for a Monday night. Doesn't give you a whole lot of opportunity to pivot. Had news today that multiple teams have expressed interest in Evan Ingram, so we'll see if anything comes of that this weekend. Antonio Brown showed up today at practice on crutches, so he did not practice. What?
1: You think he burnt his foot again? <laughs> oh gosh, <laughs> I forgot about that. That's why. Because uh, he froze it, wasn't it? Like a one. he throw he froze him in a cryo yeah. uh, cryogenic chamber. Oh, I, I don't know. That's that. the last time that I saw him on crutches. So who knows? <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
0: I would highly doubt he's. Uh, Going to be playing this Sunday. However, Gronk was back practicing today, so that's a good sign for all you Gronk uh, fantasy managers out there. The Jets, Mike White is getting a start this week, so uh, <laughs> temper your expectations for the Jets, 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 Jets.
1: Just like you have been doing all season. Correct. Yeah.
0: Status quo there. <laughs> Maybe Status a little quo. less. <laughs> Dak was practicing today. Mike McCarthy said calf was progressing pretty well, so I would expect him to play in what should be a pretty fun uh, Sunday night matchup at Minnesota. So Baker Mayfield logged a full practice today. Do you want to touch
1: a little bit more on that, Joe? Yeah. I mean, I, I feel like he's just really scared that he's going to end up losing his job, (laughs) especially after Jedrick Wills this week, his, uh, one of his offense, starting offensive linemen who he does progressive commercials with, uh, Came out and said there was no there was no significant drop off between <laughs> uh, between Keenum and Baker. There really so, wasn't. No, there wasn't. They they're they're a really similar player. Just like I you know I touched on in in the in a, a previous episode. There and but for one of the one of his you know what I would assume is at this point a friend, given that they're doing commercials together, for him to say there was no drop off between their starter and their backup, that's not a good sign. So I feel like Baker's getting – probably getting a little antsy, probably thinking, oh, shit, I need to get in there, not let Keenum actually take this job for me because I'm up for a contract. So we'll see. I don't know. I I would be just, – just obviously monitor that injury situation, not that it's going to make too much of a difference, at least in terms of the passing or running game. But – or, sorry, passing and, and then, you know, the QB situation – Fantasy-wise, but just kind of an interesting NFL note for me.
0: Yeah. To me, it's kind of a non-factor. The only way that it would factor in is if you were trying to stream Baker Mayfield. Otherwise, I don't really see right. it as a huge upgrade or downgrade if he's in or out with the receivers. So, yeah. Yeah. Some uh, housekeeping here for us. Again, we usually record this episode on Wednesday, so it's the first practice of the week. So these could be something to monitor. Otherwise, it could just be a veteran rest day. Terry McLaurin, ankle, did not practice on Wednesday today. Michael Gallup did return back to practice. He is eligible to come off the IR. I think he was activated off of the IR, so he should be
1: pretty good to... And he should he should jump back into that... Uh that number three spot I know a lot of you guys don't own Wilson he actually does look kind of good as that third Cowboys receiver but Cedric Wilson but uh not necessarily too fantasy relevant but uh I would I would assume Gallup jumps right back into that number three role Miles Sanders did not practice Wednesday which was expected
0: he is week to week Debo Samuel calf injury did not practice today. He is expected to play on Sunday, and as somebody that has him across quite a few leagues, I am hoping so in a nice juicy matchup against the Chicago Bears. So yeah, <laughs> hopefully he's in.
1: I can't believe the Bears that the Bears are paying like four linebackers or like three linebackers, and then they can't afford Kyle Fuller, so their secondary gets burned. It's just I don't know what I don't know what Ryan Pace is doing they're not paying their quarterback and they can't afford a number one corner. Yeah. It, I don't know. It
0: makes no sense. Freaking bears. <laughs> <laughs> and then our last piece of news today, uh, George Kittle should be back for week nine. So that's great news for everybody that was holding on to him, holding on to hope. So and, uh, definitely give a spark to that 49ers
1: offense too. <laughs> Desperately, than, needed. Yes. <laughs> Desperately needed. Desperately <laughs> needed.
0: Alright, before we get into our matchups, we do have a couple of listener questions today. The first one comes in from Alex in Wisconsin. This is a, He's got four wide receivers, so I'm assuming he's got two wide receiver slots along with uh, two flex spots. He is kind of ravaged, I think, at running backs, so those are thrown out. But he wants to know which four wide receivers he should start this week. So it's uh, sit one of the following five. So we have Jamar Chase at the New York Jets, Chris Godwin at New Orleans, Calvin Ridley at home against Carolina, Adam Thielen at home against Dallas, Terry McLaurin at Denver.
1: What are our initial thoughts there, Joe? Yeah, I mean, I, I Jamar Chase is an obvious yes. start. He's <laughs> yep, you <laughs> can't can him. Go, I think that's going to go without saying for for the rest of the season. Um the other two that I would lean towards would be Calvin Ridley against Carolina and Adam Thielen. Uh, I say Thielen against Dallas. Yes, they do have Trayvon Diggs, but I would expect Trayvon Diggs to be on Justin Jefferson, at least for the majority of the game. you think That's so. That's going to leave the other side of the field more open, so I like Thielen there. Uh, between So that leaves Chris Godwin and Terry McLaurin as the last receiver it's a toss-up for me I I generally like to go I think McLaurin's the better receiver and generally that's the way that I would lean uh in a toss-up here especially Godwin's probably well I guess Marcus Lattimore probably gonna be more focused on Mike Evans but it's still and then McLaurin is probably gonna have Patrick Sertan on him who both Sertan and, and Lattimore are both bosses Kind of a toss-up for me. I don't know if you lean one way or another, or if I, you have any disagreement on the other three players that I said. I
0: agree a hundred percent with your other three. Those three are locked into my lineup. I think with Antonio Brown out, I I think I lean Chris Godwin here. You've got it. It's in the dome, so weather isn't going to be a factor. Granted, you don't really have to worry about Denver quite yet for snow or any elements, but. I mean we saw Tom Brady last week in a positive game script. They were destroying the Bears and he was still trying to throw touchdowns. So I well I until like the that. second
1: half when it was wrapped up yeah. and they were up 35 to 3 or whatever it was at half, but yeah, I don't know. It's it's 50-50 for me. So, yep,
0: I think I'd lead more Godwin, but I don't I mean those are four, five awesome wide
1: receivers I'd love to <laughs> yeah, have on the line. So. to have all to own all 5. Yes. <laughs> All right,
0: so our other uh, quick question today comes in from Manny from Maine. I'm not sure if that's a main Street or Maine the state, but thank you for writing in Manny. Manny wants to know, this time of year, do you target in trades similar tiered players to trade for that already have had their bye weeks? So, like, for example, it didn't say this particular trade, but, like, a Tyreek Hill who hasn't had his bye week yet for a Justin Jefferson. Do you try and look for trades that to acquire people that have already had their bye weeks? Has Jefferson had his bye? Yep, he had his bye last week. So not that specific. He, I think he was just giving an example okay, of like but, that. But, I, but no, I, just I, in I get general. the example
1: that you're. I get the example that you're making. I think for something like this, um, you're and I actually made a a very pretty damn similar trade I was that I was just explaining to you before we started recording Josh um I think you have to look forward to when you know let's say Tyreek let's just use Tyreek as this example look forward to when they have that buy and see what your you know again say Justin Jefferson see who his matchup is and see if that's worth it now i I'd be pretty damn open to that trade regardless. Um, just given the, the chiefs offensive struggles, but (laughs) again, I, I mean, you, I think you just have to look forward to see what your matchup looks like, what week it is. And if you're targeting somebody, make sure that, you know, for in this specific example, make sure that the person that you're trading for has a favorable matchup in, you know, for that, uh, for that bye week.
0: Yeah. No, but that's... if
1: they do, then I would highly consider that.
0: Yeah. No, I, I think that's a great answer to that question. So absolutely. All right. We will get into our matchups here. So like each week we're gonna run through our each matchup with the twist. This week we are going to give you a Halloween themed and tell you who our prediction is for a player that usually might be in your lineup that is going to ghost you this week (laughs) (laughs) so the ghost Uh will be somebody that's either Uh overrated for this particular week or overvalued for each matchup so um Otherwise, I was gonna to say too gel the Monday night matchup. Did you have any thoughts there other than it was an absolutely pathetic game to watch? DK Metcalf's good, Alvin Kamara's good, and hopefully Russ is back
1: soon. <laughs> we just need Russ back for entertainment <laughs> yeah. purposes only. Yes. Like this is, I am Gino actually that game so the game that I was at when I was in Seattle when they were playing the Rams, he actually looked pretty serviceable. But then you give him a starting job, and it's like, nope, back to that's back to the Geno that we all know. Yep. <laughs> so that's that's pretty much my own takeaway, or my only takeaway, is that that was a pathetic game that was mostly unwatchable.
0: Yeah, that's what I got out of it
1: too. That's so. about
0: it. Yes. <laughs> All right, so we're going to jump into the first game of the Noon Slate. Again, this pod will be coming out on Friday, so we'll already have the results of the Thursday night game, so no need to preview that. We already did on Sunday, so if you want to hear that one, you can listen to the podcast that came out on Wednesday or Tuesday. 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 Losing track of my days. (laughs) All right, first (laughs) matchup I have. We have Carolina at Atlanta, NFC South battle. This matchup, I you could start Chuba if you wanted to. DJ Moore is probably locked in. He's the only one on Carolina right now. Atlanta side of the ball, I think you can put in Matt Ryan this week. Cordy P should be able to get some action, and then Calvin Ridley and Kyle Pitts are both locked into your lineup. Other than that, I'm not putting anybody else. Yeah, yeah. Else again, out there. Mike
1: Davis, don't even don't waste your time. No, don't waste that that starting spot on him. Not He's, at all. <laughs> he's clearly lost that he's clearly lost that running back uh spot to Cordy. <laughs> My only concern on Carolina is the way that Sam Darnold's played over the last four weeks, really, three, four weeks. Yeah. And I, I you're gonna still start DJ Moore, but that I I don't know if you're gonna be able to get the same kind of production that you saw the first, you know, let's say the first like I said, first three, four weeks that you'd seen that you saw to him that looked like, okay, finally he's having his breakout season. And then Darnold just regressed back to what Darnold was before he came over to Carolina.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. If he's out on your waivers, I'd keep an eye for when McCaffrey's coming back and maybe pick him back up and somebody to stash. He seemed to do really well with McCaffrey there, but otherwise, no. Not not touching Sam Darnold. <laughs> no, yeah, yeah. My uh my ghost in this matchup, I think, is gonna be Chuba Hubbard. I he had a decent he's been okay serviceable for Christian McCaffrey. Odds are, if you have him, you probably are going to have to play him, but I just think he's on the road at Atlanta. Atlanta's a three-point favorite. Over-under in this matchup's 46 points, so not a ton going on. Carolina didn't even score last week. They had a field goal against the Giants. So I just think there's going to be a negative game script here. Atlanta looked halfway decent last week, so I I think Chuba's my ghost for this matchup and somebody that I'm not not putting in my lineup if I don't have to.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I Atlanta's D has actually—they're nothing special, but they've actually defended the run pretty well uh, this this year, and so I've got no issues with that. Hopefully, you've got some better options out there. This week isn't so bad for bye nope. weeks, uh, so I think that there there's you're going to have other options, and I'm fine with I'm fine with uh, putting somebody else in for Hubbard there. All right, so what's uh, your first matchup on the slate, Joe? Miami Buffalo thought going into the season that this would actually be a really awesome matchup given that Miami was a 10 win team last year and Buffalo can make the argument that they're the best team in the division so going into this season you would have thought that this would be a really really sweet matchup I think obviously for Buffalo you're you know you're gonna be going with your normals uh Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox is not healthy unfortunately so he's uh, I believe he's still out, and I think Zach Moss is probably startable. Uh, Singletary is gonna st- is still be- gonna be a no go for me. Okay. Yeah, I mean Miami. We've said it every week. It's beating the
0: dead horse. They're terrible against the run, but yeah, I, I lean Zach Moss more so in this for a goal line carry. Just Other the goal than line work, yeah. the only thing with Singletary that you probably could find somebody worse to put in your lineup the game script on this one. He might end up getting a lot of work just to kill the clock towards the end of the game. But other than that, I, yeah, Yeah, right.
1: It's a, it's a 14 and a half point spread right now. So it's, it's It's (laughs) going to be be a a, a (laughs) pretty brutal one. Uh, I'm, I'm hoping that Tua can keep it a little bit closer. He's actually had a couple decent weeks in a row, but who knows how this Deshaun Watson rumor shit is going to, is going to affect him. So I guess my you know my my ghost of the week going into this season I would have said and and not saying that you wouldn't have played digs in this situation but going into the season I would have thought with Xavier uh, Howard and Byron Jones as the two corners for Miami I would have thought that he could be somebody that could severely underperform uh, against uh, against the Dolphins but right now the Dolphins are the third worst fantasy defense against wide receivers. So he may be, he may have a great opportunity to ball out. So I guess going back or sticking with that same, uh, that same position group, Jalen Waddle, man, I right now, Buffalo's the second best defense against receivers. And again, I go, I go back to Tua who knows what this is going to look like. I mean, is, are they really going to be, they're going to probably have to air it out to a degree, but I I wonder how how mentally tough is Tua. I mean, he went through all that back and forth shit with Ryan Fitzpatrick last year, and he was incredibly unspectacular, not knowing exactly when he was going to play, not feeling obviously not feeling great about being benched. Now this year, even though he's coming off two pretty solid games, at least in terms of statistics, both losses, but still putting up pretty good numbers through the air. I just wonder if his confidence is going to be even more shaken and is Brian Flores gonna try to you know make it so make it look like we're trading for Deshaun Watson for a reason because and 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 Tua ends up putting up you know 160 yards or something and that's only gonna hurt Jalen Waddle and again the Bills have the second best defense against wide receivers fantasy wise so he's somebody that if I can't avoid I would
0: yeah, I agree completely. I mean, Buffalo is coming off of their bye, so they're all fully rested and <laughs> healthy. And Sean McDermott and, is
1: the best coach in that division too yeah. as so, a defensive coach.
0: Yep. And like you said, 14 point over under. I expect this one to be ugly very early on. Yeah, I'm fine sitting Waddle if you if you can. I have him in one of my leagues. I'm not putting him in this week. Granted, you could get some garbage time production from Tua, but I don't want to have to bank on that. I'd rather have somebody else with a more favorable matchup that's going to be in a closer game that they're going to need to be passing the ball and have better matchups. So yeah, no, I'm yeah. I'm good with sitting Miami receivers this week. What um what are you doing with Gasicki? He I I
1: mean he's, he's been, been on a roll too. He's been on a roll. I'm I I'd, I'd rather. You're going to have more options to play with with your receivers. You're not going to have as many options with your tight end. So you probably have a better option at receiver to sub in for Waddle than, you know, a, a second string tight end here. So unless you've got another another great tight end or good tight end and you feel confident in them, I'm, I'd am i probably still play Gesicki, but only because there's less options for substitutions.
0: Agreed. All right, moving into a real barn burner here. We got uh, San Francisco traveling to Chicago. <laughs> hey, Every time I think of San Francisco coming to Chicago, I throw it back to uh, Mr. Devin Hester returning a field goal, missed field goal, for 109 yards for a touchdown on a super windy day. It was like. You had to aim probably like three field goal posts over to one side in order (laughs) to like, yes, it was insane. And
1: and they, it cut, you'd basically had to almost aim at like the pylon because it would just, it (laughs) It would just take take off. Yes.
0: Always a good time watching on TV at least. (laughs) This matchup, there's not a lot cooking for me in this one. I'm starting Elijah Mitchell. Debo's locked in. I think he's the most locked in person in this matchup. And then, that's it on San Francisco side, Chicago side of the ball. The only one I'm comfortable starting is Cleo Herbert. He's looked amazing since he's taken yeah. over for David Montgomery, and that's about it. Until Justin Fields starts showing more production, you can't start any of the wide receiver
1: options. That's what I was literally about to say: is you can't you can't rely on any any pass catchers on Chicago until Fields gets any sort of rhythm going. Because it's it's like he he looks he'll look. Solid one week, like he's making progress, then the next week just shits the bed. And then the next week, it's like, all right, he's making progress. Then the next week, he shits the bed. So it's, it's too, he's too unpredictable right now. Yep. My ghost for this matchup, Brandon Ayuk has
0: ghosted the entire season so far, so he's not an option for this one. (laughs) (laughs) Um, This one I had a really hard time picking out my my ghost, my overrated or overvalued player from this one. So I ended up just going with Cole Komet on this. He's been their leading receiver for the past two games, which hasn't been great, but San Francisco is really good against the tight end position. They're giving up the fewest fantasy points to the tight end position in all of football. So I, it's not a great matchup for him. So I, not that you're probably starting him, but if you are trying to stream somebody for this week,
1: look elsewhere. Yep. yeah. I, again, not like he was a locker. or anything, no. but there, it was tough way. to find a ghost for this one. <laughs> <It's not laughs> There's a, just too not damn not many great, players yes. that aren't even worth a, <laughs> no. uh, worth starting to begin with. Nope. um, <clears throat> A kind of a, a I think kind of a juicy but probably kind of ugly at least on TV matchup coming up out of the AFC North. Pittsburgh and Cleveland. Uh you know, I I mean you're gonna be starting Najee. I think you can start Deontay Johnson. That's probably it on the Steelers side. Friar if you if you're looking to stream a tight end, he's gonna be a you know, he's a second rate option here. I'm not big on. I'm not going to be big on Roethlisberger, uh, just given that Cleveland has a decent pass rush, and he and he just. I mean, honestly, he's kind of looking broken all year. Cleveland side, you're not going to be starting Case Keenum unless you're incredibly desperate. Most likely, uh, Chubb is back, which is good. Kind of hurts, or it appears that he's going to be back. I think currently he's listed as questionable, but expected to play. Yep. That kinda of hurts the Deontay Johnson role, but he may be he may be flexible because Dearness Johnson, you mean? What did I say? Deontay. Dearness, yeah. <laughs> just wanted to clarify. I just said Deontay... oh God. Okay. <laughs> uh, well, you're gonna play Deontay Johnson. Uh Dearness Johnson is flex worthy, possibly. Uh just given that Cleveland is generally able to support two backs and that he's looked good uh with Kareem Hunt out. Um, I guess my, and and I don't, I don't want to start any, any pass catchers for Cleveland right now.
0: No, I don't either. Especially when the quarterback situation's up in the air and neither of them have been overly productive where you can trust putting in any receivers.
1: Right. Yeah. So for my guy that, again, I, you know, Guy that you're gonna probably end up this is a guy that you're probably gonna end up starting, but I think can severely underproduce this week. Najee Harris, I think that Tomlin is gonna come in pissed off about these USC rumors. I don't know if you caught his uh his press conference yeah, the did. other day, but he was pissed that he that his name was even coming up in this USC rumors. And I could see him really, really trying to run up this scoreboard. And I think that they're going to have to do that through the air. On top of that, Cleveland right now is showing the sixth best run defense. And beyond. And, and also on the Cleveland side, when you got Case Keenum, you got these running backs. It's a ball control matchup. I could see this being... I, I just don't see how Najee's going to ball out the way that he has pretty much all season again i'm not gonna bench him but i would but i can pretty confidently say that he's not gonna be meeting you know the expectations that you've set for him as a as an owner just based on this matchup and and i really think tomlin's gonna be throwing the ball around
0: yeah and the afc north like Any of the matchups, whenever the teams get together, it's usually pretty defensive. Physical game. Physical, yeah. So I could totally see that. I think I agree with you completely. I mean, on the ground, Cleveland's very good at stopping the run game. So I don't expect to have him a huge game. I think the only way that he could make fantasy managers happy is if he gets a lot of work in the pass game, which
1: potentially which he, could which happen he and he has yeah. but
0: that's the i don't see like you said i i don't see a lot on the ground but maybe maybe in the past game but that game that he got a lot of pass work was when deontay johnson was out so deontay johnson's healthy and in the lineup it was
1: he was basically the only yeah decent you know at <laughs> least <was>. consistent <laughs> receiving option so yes yeah i'm i'm again not out on naji you're gonna Start him, but just I'm just saying prepare for a bit of an underperformance here. My next matchup we got Philadelphia traveling
0: to Motown, Motor City, Detroit.
1: (laughs) There it is. (laughs) This is the game of the week. What is it? This is gonna be this is the uh, Joe Buck Troy Aikman game. It's gotta be right.
0: Well, Buck's doing the World Series, so it'll be Troy
1: Aikman. (laughs) Does Troy have a partner now, or is he with what is
0: I guess uh, I'm it'll not probably even sure. Be,
1: yeah, I don't know. They should do, I'm just saying throw Gus Johnson into oh, these NFL games. I know. Get Gus Johnson and Aikman. We
0: need some Gus action. Gotta have some Gus buzz. <laughs> this matchup, Jalen Hurts, he's depending on format, either number one or number two quarterback on the season. So he's locked into your lineup. I think this is a Devonta Smith week, so I think you can put him in. Otherwise, that's it on Philly's side of the ball. Dallas Goddard. Detroit's actually pretty. gain
1: Gainwell, any
0: thoughts here? I'll get to them in a second. All right. <laughs> uh, Detroit side of the ball, DeAndre Swift, Cleef uh, Raymond has been seeing targets lately, so I think you can flex him. I, yeah, I don't. I'm not proud or happy about it, but I think he's been getting work, so might as well throw him in. And then TJ Hawkinson redrafted him; he's locked into your lineup. This matchup, my ghost is Philadelphia's run game. This is just kind of going out on a limb, whether that's Boston Scott, Kenny Gainwell. I just, I don't know. I don't, Jalen Hurts has been their leading rusher the last couple games, has taken a lot of that work away, and honestly, I I think this is going to be Detroit's first win of the season, going out on a limb right now. It's got to come
1: sometime.
0: Yeah, they've been playing well, I hard. I shouldn't
1: say that, given that they've gone 0-16 before, but yeah. I I mean, I mean they. I I think that Detroit played the Rams really well. I was just going to say that they looked
0: pretty good for, and they held them in pretty much content for three quarters, and then just kind of fell apart that last quarter. Rams started pulling away, and Philadelphia is not the Rams, so I, I think Detroit's going to win this game, and yeah, my goals for this is Philadelphia's run game for those at least two running backs.
1: Yeah, I, I, I. I know. I know. Gainwell has some decent projections, at least on ESPN, uh, going into this week. But just and I think that's that's solely because of Miles Sanders' status. But even even if Sanders is out there, let's say let's say Sanders was fully healthy, which he has been most of the season, he the, that running game still hasn't just hasn't really gotten going. Just given the load with, that uh, Jalen Hurts has, so I guess you can. You could, you could kind of put a pretty hard down, thumbs down on that run game probably for the rest of the year. Yeah. At least un, until Gardner-Minch, who eventually replaces Hurts. Yep.
0: And I wanted to throw those two names out there just to kind of temper expectations for managers because those were two of the bigger names to pick up off of waivers
1: this week. So just to not expect a ton from them. All right, moving into the uh, AFC South, Tennessee, and Indy. Uh tennessee side obviously derrick henry rb1 on the season aj brown's a go and julio just watch you know watch this uh, his delicious pulled hamstrings just just keep an eye just keep an eye on that as well but aj brown after he finally had a sweet week he's gonna be a go i think Tannehill can be in play uh just Especially Superflex, he's an absolute play here. on <clears throat> On Indy's side of the ball, Jonathan Taylor. I'm good starting Michael Pittman, especially given the weakness that of uh, Tennessee's corners. So Michael Pittman's an absolute go for me. Um, Mo'Ally Cox, possibly an option here. He's been he's been scoring the ball. He's not getting a lot of work, uh, you know, down the field or anything. Kind of similar to most tight, most you know, kind of middle of the road tight ends, but he has. He has uh made some some noise in the end zone, so yeah, he seems to be like their main red zone target if they're not handing the ball
0: off. It seems like right. Wentz is looking Mo Alley's way.
1: So I'm I'm good starting him if uh you know until proven otherwise, if you uh if you're thinking of uh streaming a tight end this week, I'm gonna, <laughs> this is this is a similar situation to Najee Harris. Very, very similar situation to Najee Harris. Jonathan Taylor's my ghost. Not that again. Again, I you know, t- just a tough matchup. Uh, given that Derek Henry and the Titans just pretty much play this ball control offense. Keep away. Kind of some keep like away. A bunch of fourth you know, graders at recess. <laughs> Those assholes. <laughs> Uh, Tennessee is right now. There is actual data to support that. Uh, Tennessee is is ranked number eight against running backs. Jonathan Taylor's a different, you know, he's different than all these other backs that they've faced in the past, uh, just given that he's, his talent is superior, but... I think that I would just again just temper expectations with him given given the way that Tennessee likes to play offense kind of with that ball control deal. Same just like how they played last week against the Chiefs. Chiefs great, Chiefs did have last week against Tennessee. The Chiefs had as many turnovers as points. <laughs> Wrap your head around that. It's 3 crazy. of each. Um but yeah, I I would I mean, you're going to play Jonathan Taylor, but I would just temper expectations with him.
0: Yeah, Tennessee's been good against the run def- run so far this season, so I, I agree completely. I guess my question to you then, and this is like <laughs> finding a needle in a haystack. Uh, if they do shut down Jonathan Taylor, is this a Naheem Hines game?
1: No. Okay. I'm, I'm done with him. Ni- I'm done with him. Okay. I didn't know passing-wise, though. He, if- he does go up and down. He has his up and down weeks, but... Lately, it's been pretty much all down. Yeah. No, so. I'm I'm
0: done with him too. I was just curious though, because if they can't get JT going, if he's not very productive, that's usually when Naheem Hines does have a somewhat relevant game. No,
1: you're but. you're yeah, that's you're you're right about that. I I but no, I'm I a bank. No, on it. hell no, <laughs> hell no.
0: <laughs> all right, so before we get into our next matchup, gel, you know what time it is? It's our oh, daddy. Oh yeah, <laughs> literally Halloween themed. why didn't the skeleton go to the scary movie
1: say that again I was was doing a witch laugh
0: (laughs) (laughs) why didn't the skeleton go to the scary movie
1: hmm hmm something about bones I'm guessing he didn't have any guts (laughs) (laughs) oh
0: all right. At a boy. Yes. Had to get him had to find some uh Halloween themed ones for today's episode. <laughs>
1: my dad found, my dad finds like the he tells the stupidest but actually really funny Christmas jokes. So we'll uh Ooh, Christmas a, dad jokes. So we'll have to get into appearance. that once we get We got a we got a few we got a couple uh what a almost I guess what? 7 weeks or so from now. And it's Christmas, seven, eight weeks? I mean, literally two months from
0: today, Christmas will be over. So that's sad.
1: Yeah. Well, and the football we don't have to get into that. But hey, too. we may have, uh, I may have some, some write in dad jokes that week.
0: Nice. I like it. I like it.
1: My next matchup Cincinnati traveling
0: to the Mike White Jets. <laughs> this one's going to be ugly, folks. <laughs> this matchup, I'm starting Joe Burrow. Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase. And I think you can fire up CJ Uzoma. Uzama? What? <laughs> yeah.
1: How do how is it the Bengals that have both CJ Uzoma and TJ Hushmanzada? No. Like, they're just they're just they're just messing with us.
0: <laughs> right. Jet side of the ball. I'm not comfortable starting anybody what you, what? with Mike White. <laughs> no
1: no i i mean michael carter even is going to be has to be a no-go at this point no and and given that the jets are probably going to be trailing pretty damn quick their jets aren't going to be able to establish any sort of anything on the run or on the ground
0: um my ghost for this matchup i think he's not my ghost but temper your expectations on joe burrow this week my ghost though is going to be t higgins i just think that the Jets are going to have this under con or the not the Jets the Bengals oh boy the Bengals are going to have this game under control they're the one of the worst run defenses in all of football Joe Mixon's going to have an absolute field day and I just don't think Cincinnati is going to have to get their pass game wrong to Cincinnati yeah I just I mean Cincinnati is a ten and a half point favorite over unders an ugly forty two points there's not going to be a lot of points scored in this one at Eek. least on the Jets side so yeah I'm I'm out on T Higgins for this week. Love the guy, but I just there's not gonna be a lot of passing that's gonna need to be done by Joe Burrow on this one.
1: What do you think about Samaj P. Ryan here then? I he's he's gonna be their second back, but I I could see the Bengals I, I, I don't I don't want I, I wouldn't force him into my lineup at all or anything like that, but personally, but I, if they're up by – let's say they're up by 20 in the third quarter, what's the point of them throwing out Joe Mixon given his injury history? Yeah. And is he still fully healthy from from what he was dealing with a couple couple weeks ago? So maybe this is some opportunity for P. Ryan in the second half to score some points. Yeah. Just P. Ryan, throwing that P. out Ryan there. P. Ryan definitely
0: needs to be picked up if he's on waivers. He should not be out on waivers right now, especially with Joe Mixon being a little banged up. No, I – yeah, I think you're hundred percent right, Jell. I think second half we could definitely see a lot of Samaji P Ryan get a little rest for Joe Mixon and he could have a halfway decent game. So yeah, nope. I I think so. I hopefully you don't have to start him. It's not the bye week from hell that we had last week where he'd probably be a pretty good option if and this he would was actually this week, be a op- good option. But yeah, if you're an injury ravaged team, you can you can feel comfortable putting him in. I think he'll he'll have a pretty solid game for you. Not anything that's gonna be week winning, but Put up some solid. But you know,
1: could put could be I'm thinking I'm just thinking he's he's a potential flex option here. Yep. Uh another another uh real great game, which seems like this happens to be the theme was, with the Texans. I was noticing Rams against Texans. I was
0: <laughs> noticing this week, just looking at the matchups. There's not a whole lot of great matchups this week. I mean, it's...
1: last week was brutal. Yeah. Last week was like the was like it was all blowouts pretty much. Yep and and the an ugly and the Monday night football game was actually kind of a close score but it was uglier than hell at the same time so wasn't even an entertaining one <laughs> but moving on Rams at Houston I don't this is going to be a, a, a an obvious blowout here um I would think line again on this game 14 and a half Houston does get t- does Houston get Tyrod back this week or next
0: um, he. I believe he was that would, practicing, so it just kind of depends. Yeah,
1: depends if he gets you know stabbed or something again, or ends up in some some horrific accident. Um, Houston side, I'm not touching anybody. I Brandon Cooks is going to be out for me as the only as the only potential Texan to start. I'm not doing I'm not doing it. Jalen he's got Jalen Ramsey on him. So well, you can't start that...
0: Mark Ingram anymore either. He's gone.
1: <laughs> he gone. <laughs> I mean, given that, given that gigantic trade. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> so Brandon Cooks is out uh for me. Jalen Ramsey's obviously, you know, just a monster. Ram side of the ball. I'm good starting Stafford, Cup, Woods. Daryl Henderson is going to... I think Daryl Henderson is going to have an absolutely massive week this week. Uh, Given that I think the Rams are going to be up big and it's just going to be a Daryl Henderson, Sonny Michelle, primarily Henderson workload from shit you could say the second quarter on at this point. (laughs) So I think he's in for a huge week. Uh, That being said... My ghost of the week is gonna be both Cooper. You're gonna. I want you to start Cup and Woods, given that there is upside here. But I would ex- But I think that they could both end. There's. I bet I could see one of them having a pretty solid week. The other one, I don't think so so much. I think they're gonna be up so. Mu- they're gonna just right away, foot on the gas. They're co- and they're going to dominate right away, run the ball, Henderson, Michelle show like I said. The other thing to consider here, Rams are coming off a pretty emotional win against Detroit. How often can you say that? <laughs> uh but <laughs> but uh right given, given given the significance of that, you know, obviously the Stafford deal, uh and how and how tough they had to they really had to work for that win. I could see that being I could see them kind of having a bit of a letdown week and you know, once they get up big, they're just gonna say, "Okay, offensive line, we're gonna have you push forward." Daryl Henderson, do your thing, and I don't, I don't see it being a huge, you know, airing it out week uh, for for these Rams, these Rams, uh, either Stafford or these receivers.
0: No, I mean, I can't argue against it because I just had the same, <laughs> same battle or same uh, thoughts with the Cincinnati Jets matchup. I think it's the same. Very similar, same con- yeah, script, basically the same, same kind of deal. So, yeah, no, I, I agree with you there. All right, New England at the Los Angeles Chargers. I would imagine that this is probably old Bill's first time in L.A. if uh, Tom Brady's first time facing them was the other week. So we'll see how uh, Bill likes it. Uh, well,
1: unless, I guess unless it happened last year, but... Unless they had the Rams last year, yeah. but
0: yeah maybe i don't know but yeah either way it either could be way. could be
1: could be like you said Bill's taking in not, all the i don't know
0: hollywood sites probably getting a star on the street yeah uh, this... what if he has one in hollywood, <laughs> no, <laughs> hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> uh this matchup starting damian harris hunter henry with johnny out he's been he's got four weeks in a row with the touchdown so keep keep putting him in your lineup. yeah run it Justin Herbert, Chargers are coming off of the bye, so Justin Herbert, he's locked in your lineup. Austin Eckler, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, those are my guys that I am starting this week. Um, my ghost for Hunter this... Henry
1: revenge game yeah. coming back to the against the Chargers. Yes,
0: he's definitely in your lineup. My my ghost for this week, I think it's going to be. He's had a couple monster weeks in a row. I think it's going to be Damian Harris. I just, I don't see it this week. I think it's going to be, the Chargers are coming off of a bye. They've been doing pretty well lately. I don't expect this matchup to be that close. The Chargers are six point favorite, 49 point over under. And Damian Harris doesn't get passing work in that offense. So if it's a negative game script, he's not going to be in the game. It's going to be JJ Taylor. It's going to be Brandon Bolden. I just, I don't, I don't see it this week. I think you're going to see a regression from him. Granted, you can't really sit him. I don't think with the weeks that he's had lately. I mean, over 100 yards, he's looked really good. But I just you need to temper your expectations, and I I don't expect him to have a good week this week.
1: Yeah, I mean, temper your expectations is probably the the only way to say it. I he has been hot. Uh, I I wonder if New England's like okay, you know, Chargers. That's that's the only thing. Chargers are gonna be. They're going to be scoring just given that offense. And the only thing is, I, I could see in the first half Harris getting a decent amount of work while that game is still kind of intact or still winnable. Uh, but that's the only I, I could see some first half production, but the second half, I'm not sure. I'm not sure about.
0: Anchor, Darn near Rector. <laughs> All right, now that Joel's
1: made his uh, second drink, uh, what that matchup you on to now, Joe? That made a huge difference. I put the ice in this time with the, uh, with the, uh, you know, mix that in with the NutriBullet instead of having it on ice. That shit, that's that's making a pretty big difference. It's now kind of nice and nice and foamy almost. Um, I'm, I'm in a good, I'm in a good spot right now. <laughs> um okay moving on next matchup uh god this is enough this is another ugly one jacksonville at seattle i mean after we after what we saw out of geno smith jesus what what do you is there anybody that you want to start on seattle outside of metcalf do you even want to go lock it i don't think you can start gerald
0: everett lock it this is where you have to for me the only one maybe but Rashad Penny came back last week and took away some carries. Alex Collins is their leading guy, but he was kind of banged up last week. So I,
1: man, yeah,
0: <laughs> this is an ugly. It's match, pretty though. damn
1: ugly either way. <laughs> it's gonna be ugly, and and Penny didn't put up really jack squat for numbers either. So don't don't get excited about. Oh him. no,
0: not at all. I'm just saying he was taking away carries though from Alex Collins. So
1: yeah, right, yeah. right. So he's no must start anymore either. Uh, on the Jacksonville side of the ball, Marvin Jones is possibly an option, and then and then I think you're good. You're good starting James Robinson pretty much on a weekly yes, uh, weekly basis he here. Is Trevor Lawrence maybe an option here? If I, I think in Superflex, absolutely. Seattle's defense is porous, and Jamal Adams is just so bad in coverage and this is where i could see marvin jones possibly getting a long touchdown or even Chenault if they do something but jamal adams is so bad in coverage i i think i think lawrence is yeah i think he could be in play this possibly week. an option yep. i wouldn't feel great about no. it but
0: no but you could definitely put him in if you're one of the teams that maybe you have lamar jackson on bye this week he could trevor lawrence could maybe be a fill in for a week
1: yeah right um, my, I guess my, uh, my ghost of the week is both gonna teams, be <laughs> 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 pretty much, <laughs> pretty much, um, more specifically that's Seattle wide receivers. I DK ended up putting, if you look at his end of game stats, he did have 96 and a touchdown, which looks sweet, but on Gino's first pass of the game. first completion of the game at least it went for 84 and a touchdown to metcalf beyond that dk had one more reception for 12 yards i just don't think that you can trust any i with geno smith back there i don't think you can trust any receiver i think you're probably in a position where you probably you may end up having to play metcalf but if you haven't if you've got another option on your bench that has a sweet matchup you might have to look at Possibly benching DK, which you wouldn't have said. You obviously would never even think about doing with Russell in the lineup. But Geno Smith is so limited. That whole offense is so limited right now without Russ. Consider maybe looking and and benching DK. Yeah, I mean, you take away that long touchdown
0: last week that he had. Then he he had one other catch. For 12 yards. Yeah, exactly. That's that's I mean, what I'm that's, that's what so I'm saying. So
1: bad. So <laughs> and that's the worst. Yeah. So no it and seattle and is and dkd what and the thing with with that that long touchdown with dk it was a he broke the he caught it on the he caught on the right sideline broke that corner's tackle and then the safety took an absolutely dog at absolutely dog shit angle to try to catch him and then obviously when he's in the open field nobody's going to catch him i mean that guy's got track speed so without two missed defensive plays he'd be limited to more like two catches for 24 yards yeah from last week so i i don't know geno smith just limits this entire offense yep yeah dk could actually be somebody that the
0: manny from main question could be in play seattle's on bye next week so he could be somebody that you could maybe flip after a halfway decent game last week see if you can get somebody of equal level but if unless if you can get make it through your bye weeks russ should be back week 10 so that should help with dk for the stretch run so
1: yeah that's yeah week 10 which i believe is against green bay correct so if in green bay i think in green bay so that could be i think russ is gonna want to whip that ball around the field so that's when dk could end up you know I, i could see week 10 being a sweet uh sweet week for for both uh him and lockett but We'll see. We'll see. No. We're not there yet. We're in uh we're in week eight. Yep. <laughs> well, DK could actually
0: be a trade target for you then, with the owner knowing right, he's going right. on by next week. That could be right. definitely somebody. All right, moving to Washington, traveling to the Mile High City out in Denver. This matchup, I oh, man. I'm just gonna get into my ghost right away for this matchup before I get into this. And mine <laughs> is gonna be Antonio Gibson. I just you yeah. can't you can't start him. I no. Denver's got a decent run defense. Washington has not looked good lately. They have pretty much the worst defense statistically in all categories against fantasy <laughs> quarterback, running back, wide receiver, tight end. I think Denver's going to get rolling here. Get Jerry Judy back. Get a little spark back into their offense here. So Antonio Gibson is my ghost. However, I think Washington's oh, side. J.D. McKissick is in your lineup. He has been playing pretty well lately. He gets all the passing work, so I expect Washington to be down in this game or in a competitive game needing to pass the ball. Terry McLaurin, again, keep an eye on his ankle. He did not practice today, but I expect him to be able to go on Sunday. And then Denver side of the ball, again, Washington's terrible defense. Melvin and Javante are both in my lineup. Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick. And if you need Jerry Judy, go ahead and fire him up. I think you Are can you put throwing him in.
1: Patrick in there over Judy? I guess they're probably going to try to work Judy in. I would think that's right? my
0: only concern. Probably not
1: throwing him right, straight into that wide receiver. His two, full hundred percent. Yeah,
0: that's my only concern with it. But at the same time, you could argue that if he if they wanted to ease him back in, then just hold him out another week. You don't need to throw him into this matchup against Washington. They're not in must win mode right now, so but i i think you can start all three of the wide receivers and then you can you can throw Noah Fant into
1: yeah i i mean yeah i i guess i i <laughs> i just i just don't know what to do with Tim Patrick now that Judy's back that's i don't know if he's necessarily start worthy just because just because they're they're I would think that Teddy slash Vic Vangio slash whoever their OC is is gonna wanna kinda work Judy in, and that's only gonna take away targets from Tim Patrick, so I don't know if he's starter worthy for me. Hopefully you have another better option out there. On to an NFC South matchup. Tampa and Nola. Uh no love for NOLA after this Monday night game. <laughs> They're bad. <laughs> They're, they're not good. They're foreign too, but they're not good. They they look so good at after week one, after that just absolute demolition job <laughs> against uh, Green Bay. But
0: it's almost like they practiced all off season for that one game and figured out exactly and, what they were doing. And then it's like, oh shit, we didn't do anything like, oh, for oh, the rest wait, of
1: it. What about the rest of the season? Yeah. Huh? I forgot we still have sixteen more games. <laughs> wait to <go>. a minute. <laughs> Yeah, um, okay, so for those of you in ESPN leagues, Michael Thomas right now is projected to score 14.5 points in just standard PPR. They've already said that he's not playing this week, so just make sure you're careful and don't start Michael Thomas this week. Uh j- Just need to, right off the bat, need to say that because... It's already been announced. I don't know why they haven't adjusted their projections already to reflect him not playing this week. But just don't fall for just the just the projected numbers. Uh, on that New Orleans side, you're probably. I mean, you're going to be starting Kamara, and I think. I mean, that's it for me. Yeah. That's... I mean, Ka- Callaway had Callaway did have a sweet catch again uh, in that in that Monday Night game, but he's still not getting the volume that you need for him to be a a, a real you know at least consistent starter. So I'm I think at this point Callaway, if you if you're still h- hanging on to him and hoping that he can produce the way that he did in preseason, but well, time to time to move on, you know. Uh that's prop So yeah, Kamara's my probably gonna be my only starter here. And then on the Tampa side, Chris Godwin, which we already touched on, you can go ahead and get him and get him going. Playing in a dome, Tom Brady's as good as ever. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand he's, what the hell he's doing. He's he fallen like the fountain five six years on it at least. This dude could, like looks like he's gonna like he could if he wants to, he could play till he's fifty. My only thing is, I, I he he may end up just like backing out early because his kids are getting older and wants to see him go through high school and all that shit. But that's that's neither here nor there. I think Tom uh, Brady's
0: goal is to throw an NFL touchdown pass to a child. <laughs>
1: <laughs> watch him! Watch him! He just hit 600 uh, touchdowns this past week. Watch him just say like, ah, my new goal is a thousand. Let's go for it does another decade wouldn't shock me. Uh, <laughs> no that dude, dude's dude's ridiculous does not age he gets he looks younger by the year uh other than him i think fournette's fournette's pretty much a go pretty much on a weekly basis here uh ronald jones feel free to if you haven't already dumped him get him out of here fournette's the, the guy uh my ghost of the week though I've got... So, I've, I guess I've almost got two here. I've got one that I think is going to underperform. And that's Alvin Kamara. That Tampa front seven is still nasty. I, I know New Orleans doesn't really have much in terms of other weapons. And they are at home. Which always helps Kamara. But that front seven is nasty. I feel like Tampa's on a mission to go to to repeat and... They're gonna be solid, but my I guess my full-on ghost for this week is Mike Evans. He's probably gonna have Marshawn Lattimore on him, or is it Marcus? Which one's Marsh? I think it's Marshawn. One of, one of them's the running the, the, that running back that tore both of his ACLs at South Carolina. No, that was Marcus, Marcus Lattimore. Marshawn. That's Marcus. Yep, okay, Marshawn. Marshawn Lattimore is gonna be on Mike Evans probably probably covering him most of the game. And the other thing, <laughs> on top of this, as a very frustrated Mike Evans owner, he never does this two weeks in a row. He just went no, off last week not. against the Bears. <laughs> he really doesn't, and so I could see a lot of a lot of work over the air through Godwin, a lot of work on the ground through Fournette. But Mike Evans just cannot put up two great weeks in a row. So he's my he's my ghost of the week. Yeah. No, oh, I'm I'm good with that.
0: You hit the nail on the head. He banks a lot of his touchdowns so that way. He doesn't have to do it multiple weeks in That's <laughs>
1: That's a row. <hit>. That's it. That's <laughs> it.
0: All right. Before I get into my mat- last matchup and the Sunday night game, time for our last Halloween themed dad joke of the day, Poor Joe. Daddy. What is a vampire's favorite
1: fruit? Hmm. Is it my watermelon lime cocktail?
0: I mean, it seems pretty tasty, but not the answer. It's fucking good. <laughs> Nectarines. <laughs> ah, ah, ah,
1: ah. <laughs> oh, shout God. out to the
0: Count on Sesame Street
1: there. For- count Chocula. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh,
0: uh, uh. Have a good matchup for you. One. One. What is Two. Oh, God. All right. So Sunday night matchup. Dallas <laughs> traveling up to Minnesota. If this was hockey, it would be a reunion for the stars going back home. But uh, it's football. Stars, so.
1: stars back to the stars, yeah. to the North Stars.
0: Yes. Dallas at Minnesota. This matchup should be a doozy. Dallas is a two-and-a-half point favorite on the road, 55 point over under. So – Las Vegas is expecting a lot of points in this one, so in that Who case, does? I am starting Dak, Zeke, CD, Amari, Dalton Schultz, Kirk Cousins, Dalvin Cook, Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, all in my lineup.
1: No Tony Pollard? No. I don't – I don't – No?
0: No. I mean, his – He's kind of cooled off. He has cooled off a little bit, so Zeke seems to be back into his form. They're coming off of their bye week last week, so Zeke should be rested, and I – not. Pollard, no, not not with only two teams on by this week. I'd not yeah, that's a good point. My my ghost of this matchup I'm scared for both teams actually. Like that's my ghost. They're both coming Bring it on. they're both coming off of a bye. Ooh. Dak is a little bit banged up. Kirk Cousins is in prime time.
1: Yeah, that's that's a thing it's that's a
0: thing I mean I expect this to be a very good game come down to the last possession but I man I think I'd bet the under if I had to with this one
1: I you don't said know. it's 50, 54 55 and a half fifth, just 55. 55
0: straight up so I just I think both teams Dallas had a very emotional game against New England their last time out one on the road in overtime CD lamb Minnesota just Hasn't been clicking all that much this year. The defense has shown up a little bit. Dallas's defense has looked good the last couple weeks. I just, yeah, I think this might be a little bit uh, lower scoring game than most people think.
1: I, just the way that Dallas has played this year on prime time, whether that's the three o'clock or the, that Thursday night week one opener, they've looked. I mean, yes, they did lose that week one opener, but they looked really good. I would feel completely confident in playing all those Dallas, all those Cowboys that you mentioned. I could see, I could see this being kind of ugly. Granted, it's, it's at Minnesota. So you never, never really know, but I I don't know. I could see, and, and. Kirk Cousins again in prime time can't have any confidence in him playing well at all. No, I mean if it was Monday where he's
0: zero and nine, I'd have a lot less confidence. But I mean he has won, <laughs> a, so he has won a few
1: Sunday night games. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I I feel good about Dallas in this game. Not so great about Minnesota. Um, I think Dalvin Cook may he may have kind of an off game just because I think Dallas is probably going to score early. And he may not be able to get that same, the groundwork that he normally does. So I think Dalvin may be the kind of an underachiever this year or this, uh, this week. All right. Final matchup of the week giants at Kansas city Two underachieving teams. I mean, not that I was high on the giants at all this year, but it was said that they should be going. I I think Vegas had them pegged at seven and nine. That looks like that's not going to happen. In the Chiefs, for them to beat their over under, they're going to have to go undefeated the rest of the year. So <laughs> that's, uh, I don't, I, they can't lose a single game. Unfortunately, I'm one of those suckers that ended up uh, betting the over on the Chiefs win total. So I'm kind of pissy right now. But um, hopefully, this is an opportunity for the Chiefs to turn it around. So I, I guess for me, on the Giants side of the ball, Let's go back to all those injured giants. Tony Bologna, Saquon, Sterling Shepard. Was it Darius Galladay? Galladay. And then now we've got Evan Ingram in trade talks, or at least, you know, rumors of teams being interested in him. So just make sure, (laughs) I guess, monitor this up until Sunday at about 11 a.m. The only one that I would really feel pumped about starting. If healthy is, well, I guess probably two of them would be Shepard and Saquon, but really keep an eye on that if you're an owner. Cause this is going into a Monday night game and if you start one of those guys and they don't play, you're screwed. So if you have options to avoid both, you know, all four of these guys, I I would do so. I would exercise that option. On the Chiefs side of the ball, Tyreek, Mahomes, Kelsey, I'm starting. Uh, I know that Mahomes has looked really bad this year with all of his turnovers, but he still right now is the number five overall QB in the league. So as bad as it's been in terms of how he's played, fantasy-wise, he's still been awesome. Uh, my fade of the week, or my I guess my ghost of the week Uh, to keep it, keep it, keep sticking the, stick with the theme, uh, is Tyreek Hill, though. He's facing James Bradbury, probably the second best corner in, in his, in the NFC East behind, uh, behind Diggs, and he's, he's just so boom bust. I could see him, I could, they haven't shown anything that shows that they can really put together, you know, consistent offensive drives. So, again, you're going to be playing Tyreek Hill. This is similar to a lot of the guys that I've mentioned before, you know, especially the, some of those top running backs that i mentioned, but I don't see Tyreek Hill having a huge game here. And, you know, you go into the, you go into these, these types of matchups thinking he's going to be a top three receiver for the week. I don't think that there's any chance he hits that number. So, Tyreek Hill is my is kind of my ghost. I just need to see it from from the Chiefs before I can really believe in 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 all three of these guys at least in terms of them peaking.
0: Yeah, Kansas City's just been a crazy anomaly this year. I mean, they've been firing on all cylinders since Patrick Mahomes took over the starting job from Alex Smith back in man, seems like forever ago, but yeah, something just isn't clicking so far this year. I don't know, I don't know what it is with all the new personnel on the line or if it's just, I don't know. Mahomes is turning the ball over like he hasn't usually done in the past. Usually he's very turnover free, but you got to wonder if one of these games is going to be the breakout game though. I mean, it's you can't
1: they can't be this it's bad. It got to happen at some point, but right now I mean the way that with them not being able to run the ball or really not even trying to run the ball it's you know these these defenses are just doing these these two high safety umbrella type of defenses so that they don't get killed out wide you know think literally think of an umbrella you've got two high safeties you've got your two corners kind of making that umbrella shape so that that protects them on the outside against Tyreek or, or against basically Kelsey running one of these you know the, all these 10, 15 yard out routes over the top is covered by these safeties. It kind you know, and they're not really doing anything in the middle of the field. And that's what allows these defenses to have pretty simple cover two, you know, like I said, umbrella type of defenses. And until they're able to really break this, I guess, break this mold that these defenses have been playing on him or playing on them i don't know how much you can really trust him yeah oh
0: we'll have to see (laughs) all right before we get into our drew locks of the week i wanted to just kind of touch on some teams that are going to buy in week nine so prepare your lineups accordingly detroit seattle tampa bay and washington those four teams will be on buy for week nine some potential quarterback streamers for week nine. If you have any of those guys, Tom Brady, mostly, I don't know that anybody's really starting Jared Goff or Taylor Heineke at this point, maybe a Russell Wilson. If you've been patching together quarterbacks lately, just some guys that uh, might have decent matchups for next week. You can keep an eye. If Terod Taylor is back in the lineup, they play at Miami, which Miami's given up quite a bit to the the quarterback position. So and these again are in no particular order. These are just guys that have somewhat decent matchups against the
1: defense. Todd a- Taylor's actually generally pretty. You know, I mean, he's no, he's not gonna finish as you know a really high end QB, but he's generally I'll get serviceable. Points. Yeah. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. uh Tua Tungavailoa, Tungavailoa is uh, hey, oh. on the opposite. Hey, hey, uh, a, and hey, you
1: got it. I did. That time. Yep, sure did.
0: <laughs> he is opposite to Rod Taylor in that matchup going up against Houston. He's been on a roll lately. So, again, this is all if Deshaun Watson stays there. And actually, this would be very, very interesting now that I look at the Week Nine matchup. If Deshaun does get traded to Miami, they play each other that first That week. would be so phenomenal. That would be. Deshaun's Deshaun's,
1: uh, season opener is against the Texans. That'd be too good.
0: That would be, yeah. Gosh, all right, I hope this trade happens. Yep. (laughs) Uh, Teddy Bridgewater's playing Dallas, so Dallas is going to be putting up a lot of points, so that might be something that you could keep an eye on. He should be out on waivers. And then the Thursday night game in Week 9, Carson Wentz against the Jets. So. Carson Wentz has looked yeah. halfway decent. So
1: I think at this point, I think at this point, Wentz should be owned in in pretty much all leagues. He's looked re- he's looked a lot better these last three weeks or so than he did to start the season. So I, th- I think Wentz should be should be owned in eighty plus percent of the leagues out there. Yep
0: all right it is time for our drew locks of the week i will recap what happened last week gel finally gets the weekly victory hell Attaboy. yeah boy
1: <laughs> freaking was about time stafford went off three thir- so stafford went off 334 three touchdowns cooper cup giant week on a him uh 10 receptions 156 through the air and two scores jonathan taylor 107 and a score. And then Mike Gusecki kind of like little dark horse action going on here, especially because we play that half PPR, seven receptions, 85 yards. That alone is, is sweet, but then he added a touchdown. a boy. <laughs> so
0: you did uh, creep back up. Ricky is leading overall. He did come in second last week. I rounded out the rear, so it uh little frustrating. You're pretty used uh, to that, though. <laughs> a little bit of a frustrating matchup for me last week, but oh, well. I Thought I had good matchups, just didn't perform. But I am ready and rearing for week eight. So rearing again. Rearing again. Uh Ricky this week has locked in Dak Prescott, Michael Pittman Jr., Khalil Herbert, and Dalton Schultz as his
1: tight end. Who you got this week, Jill? I'm going Jalen Hurts, given his matchup with Detroit. That should be uh that should be hopefully pretty strong. Uh CeeDee Lamb against Minnesota. I mean, Minnesota's corners are, have been questionable all year and Dak has looked really good on, and so has CeeDee Lamb on some of these primetime games. So CeeDee Lamb, uh, Daryl Henderson, <laughs> as I touched on against Houston, I think that his, from, it's going to be his ball game from, let's say the seven minute mark in the second quarter, all the way through the game. I think he's gonna go off, and then and then Kyle Pitts has just been on an absolute tear. So I gotta get him in on uh, against Carolina. I like it. I
0: am going with Josh Allen this week as my quarterback against Miami, coming off of the bye. Josh Allen, the Buffalo Bills have been known, especially in divisional matchups, to just keep that pedal to the metal and the pedal down going strong. So yeah, I uh, I like him. Maybe get a rushing touchdown there for me. Got Cortland Sutton in a nice juicy matchup against Washington. I really like Cortland Sutton this
1: week. Well we saw what we saw what Devontae Adams did yes. to him. So if if Teddy can feed Sutton, that'll that'll end up working out. Yep.
0: Hedging my uh my ghost here and uh picking Damian Harris. I <laughs>
1: There it is. Yep. So
0: I got him in, a, in a spot of desperation. Try and use him this week. Yeah, just kind of taking a shot in the dark there and then. Another shot in the dark for me. I am matching up Tyler Hig- Higby in my tight end spot. Houston is the worst defense against tight ends, so I kind of like maybe him punching one in in the end zone. So,
1: and just a reminder on these on our our Drew locks. Each of us can only pick one player throughout the season, and we can't pick the same player. Like I can't pick the same players, Josh. Correct. Who can't pick the same? Pl- and we can't pick the same players, Rick. So yeah. Just a, just a reminder on the yeah the rules that we're going. I with. I suppose here. I should
0: remind everybody for those new listeners out there. So,
1: <laughs> all right, that will do
0: it for this episode. Uh, you can again find us at Dead Arm Sports
1: Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Otherwise, uh, where can they uh, listen to us at Jill? Anchor, hardly knower as a, uh, always, always a great sponsor, uh, great, great tool for us to be able to record this podcast on that allows us to publish this, you know, this, this great content, this, this artwork, uh, if you may, uh, on Apple, Spotify, iHeart and Google pods. So a lot, lot of, a lot of places you can reach us and really what we need from you guys Five star, four star, three star, two star, one star review. Hopefully a five star uh, and in an action in a written route review. Josh, you want to get into that swag action? Yeah, got some uh, stickers fired up on my
0: fiance's cricket all ready to send out in the mail. No cost to you. So, this is something free that you can do. Write us a review, <laughs> give us a rating, screenshot it. Send me your address and you'll get stickers in the mail for free. For free. Also socials, make sure send us any questions. Appreciate Alex and Manny writing in this week. It's always awesome to have listener questions and gets us excited to hear what you guys are going through throughout your season. What what how we can help you win your week or win your league. So keep writing. I mean those I, in.
1: and it can be and it and like what like what Alex wrote in, I you know, if you guys have you're, if you're debating on who should I be playing this week, this is, it's a great opportunity for you to, you know, get on the show and for us to provide our input here. So
0: yeah. And like I've touched on every week, this is one of the few fantasy football podcasts out there. We you're guaranteed to have your answer (laughs) or your question answered on the show. So write us those in and we will answer it. So just make sure, uh, you get them, get those to us. Otherwise, uh, a fun halloween episode Jill. hope you have a great halloween weekend and uh where, where can they catch us
1: closing time you don't have to go home but you can't stay here ah ah ah